I'm Trish. And I'm Thaddeus, and you're listening to the Fallen Short Podcast. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. This week on the podcast, we are going to be talking about seeing things in the big picture and not trying to make sense of it all in our our only viewpoint. Right. I think it's interesting right now in the climate we're living in, economically, spiritually. Politically. Politically, yes. All of it. Like with everything going on, everybody all over social media, it's almost hard to even be on there because what you see is a lot of opinions and a lot of thoughts and a lot of people full of passion, which is awesome. But what you can find is that there's people who disagree with you or you or you might post something and people attack you for having your opinions being different from theirs. And so kind of what we want to talk about today is how do we live in 2020 with all this crazy conflict and all the things that are happening and all the disagreements being so public? Because yes, there's always been disagreements for all of history. You can read through the Bible and see all the wars and the different things that happened because people didn't agree. You can read all throughout history and textbooks about conflicts that happened because people couldn't come to an agreement on different things. So yes, has it always been out there? Absolutely. However, right now, what is so different is that everybody at the tip of their fingers is able to type all their thoughts and put everything plastered all over the internet about what they think, even what we're doing right now with our podcast is essentially that we're putting our, out our thoughts and our opinions and we're putting ourselves out on the line to have people disagree with us. But how do we handle that when we don't agree with people? And that's kind of what we want to talk about. Yeah, it's very easy to just log into Facebook, Twitter or anywhere and see everyone's opinions. And there may be some things I'm OK. I'm a person who I don't necessarily put out a lot of my opinions out on social media so what we're doing here is you know more of that for me but what it comes down to is I have a lot of friends that are not they're not scared to share their opinions or their thoughts one way or the other um depending you know whatever uh issue you're talking about and I think that's fine uh as long as they're being open-minded to the other viewpoint because so often it's so easy to just, this is what I think, and that's that. And if you don't think that, then you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily take the time to look at the other side. And if they do, they definitely don't come across like they do. They just, you know, they're bashing the other side. They're not looking to hear, you know, what other people think. They just, they have this mindset of, this is what I think, and this is what's right. Right. I think it's wisdom to listen to all sides. Actually, it's funny because just today in my devotional, I was reading about Solomon and where he was presented with the two women who had babies and one of the babies had died because of SIDS or the mother laid on the baby when it and fell asleep on the baby and killed the baby. And essentially they were fighting over whether or not whose baby was the living baby and whose baby had passed. And they're both fighting over the living baby. And Solomon was presented with this situation and had to figure out how to handle it. And prior to the situation, he had to ask God to give him wisdom and how to rule. And so when 
they came before him and he had to make a judicious decision on who would raise the baby as their own. He said, well, bring me the baby and bring me a sword. We're going to cut the baby in half. And the one lady was like, no, 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 she can have the baby. She can have the baby. Where the other lady was like, no, I cut it in half. I don't, you know, we're fair. You know, we want it fair. We want everything to be equal. Let's cut the baby in half. And so what Solomon decided to do was obviously give the baby to the, the woman who did not want the baby to be cut in half and, and was more concerned about the life of the baby than whether or not she would raise the baby. And all of Israel looked at Solomon and cause there was this disruption and this dispute and they all knew about it, that they looked at Solomon and, and his wisdom. And he had made this decision that might've been a hard decision if he went to had the wisdom of God helping him. And so how do we be like Solomon in these situations where there are, we're presented with these two choices. We're presented with more than two choices, really. There's so many choices and so many opinions out there. How do we have wisdom? So I think what we, first of all, what we need to do is ask God to give us wisdom like Solomon did. He asked God to give him wisdom. And so we can do that. We can ask God, God, give us wisdom on how to handle the situation. But also another important thing to note is that Proverbs also says that every man is right in their own eyes. Every single person, guaranteed. If I were to go upstairs right now and my kids were fighting, they would each think that they were right and have a hard time seeing where they were wrong. And adults are probably worse. Yeah, I think a big sticking point for me is just to question everything because that's how can you come to an answer of what's what the correct answer is unless you question everything and to seek out hope and to seek out love because Jesus taught us to love right so what what is you know doesn't matter what topic you're on but you have to question everything to seek out what it, that truth is and we come into life we're coming in with the way we are nurtured and how we are raised. So we have those perceptions. Maybe it's from our education, where we went to school, helped instill different perceptions on what the world should be into us. There's just so many ways that have nurtured us into being who we are and perceiving the world the way we do that maybe our perception of the world isn't always right. And maybe it's okay to take a step back from the way you think things are or the way things should be. And ask God to search your heart, the scripture we read at the beginning. Ask God to show you maybe errors in your ways and in your thoughts. And present God with just your heart and and your mind. And ask him, God, search me. And Psalms 51 says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And it's okay to ask God to search you. It's okay to ask God to create in you a clean heart and to search you. And then from there, ask God to, like Solomon, to give you wisdom on how to handle different situations so we don't go just charging it headlong into every argument and into every every difficulty, feeling so headstrong that we know everything, we know every answer, but instead really spending your time with God and asking God to give you wisdom and asking God you know what, if there's an issue and you're butting heads with somebody, it's okay. We can't always agree. The Bible says iron sharpens iron, but how can we attempt to understand people? How can we attempt to understand somebody who totally disagrees with us or who's lived a totally different upbringing than I have? Like, how can I attempt to understand somebody who grew up totally different than me 
and try to put myself in their shoes and have empathy for their upbringing when it doesn't relate at all to mine and I can't even perceive it. And we did talk about this recently when we talked about the Black Lives Matter and all of that. Like, we didn't grow up experiencing racism towards ourselves. So we don't really have a perception of that from that viewpoint. We can see, yes, racism is real or whatever, but we don't know what it's like to feel that, to to live in that every day, where somebody who has dealt with that on a daily basis would have a total different perception than us. But how can we be empathetic? And that's just an example. I mean, just circling back to what Chris was saying in, in the scriptures of searching, you know, search me, create me a clean heart, etc. We also have to come to grips with when we're asking that and then someone comes to us with a, an eye opener, we have to accept that. And we can't just then dig plant our feet in the ground further and just turn them away because it's hard to accept. We have to be willing to accept that somebody in God creating us a clean heart or searching us and things like that, we might have outside people coming into our lives and showing us errors. Yeah, rubbing up against us, iron sharpening iron. And we can't just uh, push them away because what they're saying is with we don't agree, but we have to be able to take what they're saying and, again, question it, question what they're saying, question what we're saying, and find what is the truth. Yeah, and, and not that what somebody confronts you on is totally true. If somebody were to come after me and to say, hey, Trish, you do this, and we fully disagree with this. This is horrible that you do this. And and I was really taken back. I could either, A, I could get defensive, or B, I could say, wow, I, I didn't realize I was doing that. I will take time and pray about it, and, and truly take time and pray about it. And ask God, hey, God, is this something I do? Is this part of who I am in my nature that I'm putting out to the world? Because if it is, I don't want it to be that. I don't feel like it is. But if it is, I don't want it to be that way. And God, can you help me be rid of that part of my life? I do think that we have a natural inclination to want to defend ourselves. I think something I've struggled with a lot is in life looking for people who might be able to hurt me because my heart has been hurt before and I don't like the way it feels to have my heart hurt. So a lot of times I'll put up those guards that will protect my heart and not in a healthy way, not in like a guard your heart because it's a wellspring of life kind of way, but more in a like I'm not letting anybody in and penetrating and hurting my heart because I know what that feels like to be hurt and I do not want to hurt again. And I, and I think, how can we be open to having our hearts put out there on the line for people to hurt and being okay if it gets hurt? This is something I'm really trying to learn. And one of the reasons why I actually wanted to talk about this and talking about God searching our heart, because something I'm trying to learn is how do I handle conflict? How do I handle offense? How do I not not be a person who looks for offense on every single Facebook post, on every single conversation I have with somebody, on every single way I might rub against somebody wrong. How do I not look for offense in that situation, but how do I look for grace for the other person, grace for myself? And so I wanted to talk about this searching, have God search your hearts, because it's something that I'm learning to do and probably will be learning to do for my whole life. Yeah. And even with that, there's there's times where instead of seeing something and getting offended by it, 
if you firmly believe what you believe is different than what someone else is saying, right? Then the great thing about social media that you just are like, I don't, I don't want to hear this. They're not changing their mind. They're not going to change mine. Well, there's always the mute. <laughs> always become a master of the you mute. Could, you could still be friends with people, but you don't necessarily have to follow what they're saying. And so you don't have to have that in your feed of, oh, there it is again. You know, when are they going to stop? Well, you could just unfollow their posts, mute them, things like that. Still be friends with them, but not have to see everything that they're posting. Right. And unfortunately, we're, we have that. It's an option. Fortunately and unfortunately, I should say that's an option to be able to mute somebody who we disagree with. And is it like okay to have people on your feed you don't agree with? I think it is. I think fortunately, yes, you can do that. The unfortunate part I, to me that you can do that is the unfortunate is everyone just spews things out. Mm-hmm. That's the unfortunate part, right? So it's unfortunate that you have to go down that road sometimes, um, even if it's just for a, a period of time, right? But it's there. It's an option. It Sometimes it's easier. Not saying necessarily that's right or not to take the easy way, but sometimes it's easier just to, you know what, I don't want to see the stuff that they're saying for a while, so I'm just going to unfollow, mute, whatever but still be friends with them. So, Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm an unfollower because I disagree with somebody. I think the times where I've maybe had to block people is when I felt attacked by them because maybe I posted something on social media and then they like come at me super viciously and it and it's hurt me. And so my defense mechanism is instead of trying to resolve it with them would just be to cut them out, which I don't know if that's always the healthiest either. It's just been what I've maybe leaned on doing in the past. But sometimes that's healthier just to, It's probably a case-by-case thing. Yeah, it's definitely, you got to really examine the situation and, you know, what what is the worth. Right. And I think right now, as we're entering into a very heightened political season, it's just going to get intensified. These conversations that are happening online and, and in person at family gatherings or when you're with friends or in the workplace, all of these conversations about politics are going to become heightened. And I know for a lot of people, that's a buffing point. Like it's a point that well can cause much division. Well, usually around this time, every four years, I deactivate my Facebook. Correct. So I haven't done it yet this year. Um, but typically I just do because I don't want to see anything. I will. Well, Last time I didn't deactivate, I just unfriended everyone and started over because I was trying to sell some things on some certain It wasn't necessarily uh, because, yeah, and it wasn't necessarily because you don't want to know what's going on politically. It was more so because you didn't want to deal with all the fighting. Right. I know what's going on politically, right? I can form my own opinions. I didn't want to see the nonsense. Mm -hmm. And the nonsense could be from a variety of people. Right. And instead of just having to try to selectively choose who to follow, who not to follow, who to do, I need to unfriend someone or not. I just typically have just gone down the road of I'm just going to deactivate and I'll come back later. And here is where I'm so different because there's a huge part of me that like if the Lord were to tell me, hey, Trish, 
I want you to go into politics. I probably could and have a passion, really have a passion for it and be somebody who can go and lobby and do that. Because I do have a passion for a lot of what I see going on in our economy and in our culture. And and I feel like that is something I could so easily flood, flood my Facebook feed with or my Instagram feed with is all my crazy out there political viewpoints or things that maybe would cause more division than it would unity. And a few years ago, God really challenged me because I used to post a lot of things on Facebook specifically that were maybe more politically leaning or even maybe not even political leaning, but viewpoint specific. And I would post a lot of things on social media about that and it would cause a division. And I just felt, and they're good things, like good things in my opinion, (laughs) obviously, but I felt God really push back at my heart and ask me what I wanted most. What mountain did I want to die on? Do I want to win people to my beliefs and what I think the world should be like, or do I want to win people to Jesus? And so it was one of those times where God kind of challenged my human nature with what was an obvious like, of course, Jesus, I want people to win people to you. And that was the obvious answer. So I had to somehow not allow myself to do those things and practice self-control because every time there was something that I wanted to share or tweet or post out there, it was very hard for me not to. And it's still hard for me not to want to share things with all the stuff going on with coronavirus and all the just different things. I have to practice a lot of self-control and I have a lot of viewpoints, but it doesn't make social media the correct place to post it. And there are conversations I love to have with people who are willing to go deep more than just a a surface level offense, but rather to really have an intellectual conversation with people about my different viewpoints, I think is very fun. And I totally, like I said, I, I do feel like politics is something I would in a heartbeat do if God called me to it, but I don't really feel like he has. And I feel like he has called me to win people to Jesus. And so that's what I want to make my heart beat and my focus. If not saying that people who are in politics don't have that heartbeat and focus. I do believe that God raises up leaders Sort of wrap this all up. The big thing is to ask God to point the things out in your own life, to make things clear, things that you need to change, but also to help you to have the wisdom to, when you're looking at other viewpoints, to you know seek what is right and true and just and, and seek out the hope in the world. And just to remember that every man is right in their own eyes. So when you're dealing with people... They think they are right. And to be gracious with each other. And be gracious to other people. Be gracious to yourself. So that's what we're trying to get at. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this. If you you did, we'd appreciate it if you share the podcast, uh, like it, subscribe to it, all the different avenues. We're out there on so many platforms. So if you're listening to this on our website, but you'd rather use an app that you normally use for podcasts, Uh, I'm sure you can find us. If you can't, let us know because maybe there's a way we can get on that platform. You can let us know or if you have any other comments, concerns, questions, prayer requests, you can email us at info at fallenshortpodcast.com. And until next week, I'm Thaddeus. And I'm Trish and we love you guys. (laughs) 